Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This is Sports Central on SEN. Yeah, sure is. Uh, welcome to a Saturday afternoon edition of Sports Central. Jason Matthews in the chair, coming to you from uh, Gold Coast Studios uh, this afternoon. Well, morning here anyway, this afternoon. Gee, it's a big day of sport. I think I said this the last two weeks. Thanks to the boys for the Saturday Morning Mowers show. How good was Lenny this morning with all that advice on how to keep your lawn going? Like It, it, was, it was awesome. Although one, one bit of advice I didn't like from Lenny today, mow your lawn twice a week. No, bugger that, Lenny. That shan't be happening. On today's show, Jacob Polychronis from News Corp. As we chat cricket, the Poms have arrived into Brisbane airports uh, this morning. Uh, they've made their way to uh, to the Gold Coast where they'll do two weeks quarantine. And uh, us from Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler, which you can hear weeknights from 6 here on 1170 SEN, uh, we're going to be planning some drink cards uh, just to disrupt the boys. A few of them like a nightclub. So hopefully uh, we can do our bit uh, to send some of the, uh, the English players home early. Uh, jo- Jacob will be joining us to discuss all things cricket. And as um, Adam just said, of course, the Aussies taking on the Windies tonight. Must win game. We can't rely on England beating South Africa for us to get through to the next stage of the T20 World Cup. Chris Nelson. Uh, will join us with some tips as we whip around the country. Some big racing on today. Of course, it's Stakes Day at Flemington, the final day of the Melbourne Cup Carnival. Uh, Chris will join us. Uh, and there's also a million-dollar race in Sydney. Just, you know, another week and a, another million-dollar race, the Golden Gift. We'll talk to uh, Chris about that. Uh, and the Darley Sprint's on today, of course, at Flemington. And he might have some tips for us as well for, for Eagle Farm. Scotty Sattler, as I say, from uh, Sports Day on 1170 SEN with Gary Belcher, weeknights here on SEN. Uh, he's going to join us. I want to talk to him about what's going on at Penrith. And as a former player of Penrith and um, being from that old school uh, mentality, how's he feeling about everything going on at um at Penrith and all the stuff on on social media, we'll have a have a chat to uh, him about that as well. See how that's going down. Uh, Tristo from Top Sports, uh, he'll give us the odds on a on a few things happening today. So I look forward to uh, chatting to to Tristan. He'll give us some odds on those big races, plus some sports uh, that are happening. The Windies and the Aussies tonight at nine o'clock in the T Twenty World Cup, and uh, the Wallabies are taking on Scotland. On uh, Monday morning our time, so Sunday their time from Murrayfield. So we'll have a chat to Tristo about that and, and get some, some odds from him. Uh, who else is coming on the show? Brooksy with his NBA update. Um, he's, he's kind of the bachelor of Sydney, uh, old Brooksy. So we'll have a chat to him and, and see what's going on uh, on the streets of Sydney and also what's happening in the NBA. And the former legend. Very rarely joins us in the off-season. I'm blessed to have him on the show today. He will be with us. Uh, he wants to talk about all things uh, rugby league. And there's a bit of stuff, as you know, going on in the news this week in rugby league circles. Gibbo, how are you, mate? Turn your mic on, Gibbo. Hello. Hey, mate. How you going? You're on the ball. You're on the ball. How are you, mate? Good to see you. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better than last week. <laughs> you look better. Thank you, mate. Yeah, I had to put the handbrake up on a Friday night after last week. It was very ordinary. But, hey, mate, yeah. I'm pumped this afternoon to be here and helping you out. 
Mate, good to have you here um, and with it this week. Hey, listen, Sports Central hypothetical. Um, we talked about this, and I'll get your thoughts on this as well. If you were picking the first test team's top six today, what would it look like and who would it be? Given And, and I'll just a little asterisk on that. Given that Will Bukowski more than likely won't be uh, in, the, in the team for the first test because of his concussion, who would you have as your as your top six? Gibbo, have you given this any thought yet? Uh, I've got a rough idea. I'm definitely right putting in Usman Khwaja. You are? You're putting in Uzi? Yeah, I, I sort of like his redemption story. He seems like he's matured and he scored a lot of runs at the start of the year, which I think is quite positive. And, mate, where's the first test going to be played? Oh, it's the Gabba. It's at his home ground. So yep. I, think, I, I think he'd be my opener. Davey Warner mm-hmm. would be there. Marnus Labashane. Three, yep. Scotty Smith. Uh, sorry, Steve Smith. <laughs> Four. Um, and then that. Who's this is the tough one. Mate? I really like Travis Head. Uh, he's, he's, really? Yeah, he scored uh, runs. Can I, can I stop you there for a second? Don't forget Matt Wade is the incumbent number five. Y- yeah. I mean, look, I don't think you could go wrong either way, but tra- Travis Head has scored runs early for th- South Australia. I think he's struggling because the Redbacks aren't really called the Redbacks at the moment. I think they call the Deadbacks. So they're not playing too well. <laughs> But I like Travis said, I'd put him in there and then what you'd have your number six either Cameron Green or you bat Tim Payne higher. No, you don't bat Tim Payne higher. Sorry, mate. You've no. got to have Green there. Yeah, Cam well, Green is outstanding. Plus he's that extra seamer that uh, you could use. But I'm sure well, we'll so. get I'm sure we'll get your thoughts on that as well, Jace. Well, I chucked mine up on Twitter early. I haven't had a chance to check yet, but I've got a bit different to you. I've got Warner and Wade opening. I think we need yeah. experience at the top. Do you think Wade can open it? I know he opens for Tassie and Hobart yep. down in the T20s, but in Test he match? He absolutely can. Yeah, he can, mate. He's got, he's got, that, he's got the mental ability to do that. Yeah, no, I, I guess so. so uh, but I'm not against Uzi either. Well, I, I mean, there's, there's talks Harris could be selected again as well. And I don't know, he's not having a great preseason, but I, I think Harris has had his chance. Well, Harris and scored I, 100... Um, 100 earlier in the Sheffield Shield. Unfortunately, yesterday he missed out on the runs. Yeah, but yeah. did you see as well this year, though, Jace is going to be a probable, probables versus possibles match? Yeah, it's going to, that's like they did before the um, the last Ashes. So, so that'll go a long way to defining yeah. that top six. But yeah, it's going to be a pretty awesome summer of cricket taking on the so, bombs. So at three, I agree with you, Labashain. Four, yep. Smith. Five, I've got Maxwell. Yeah. I, think he des- I think he deserves a crack. Yeah, do you do you think he still wants to play in the test? Absolutely, matches? because absolutely, then he, he's a pivotal part of that Melbourne Stars side, Jace. And you take him out for the Boxing Day test, he will miss a few big bash games. And who cares? Yeah, I agree with you. But I, do you think he's what thirty two, thirty three now? Yeah, nothing did, wrong with that. He's he's matured, mate. He looks happy. He's enjoying himself. He's wearing a floppy hat. In the T20s. What more could you want, Gibbo? No, I agree. I agree. And then and who else have you got there, Jace? Oh, Cam Green at six. He, yeah. He's the future of Australian cricket. It's interesting. You make a good point. Uh, uh, we're getting old. Wade's getting on. Yeah. Warner is 35. Yeah. He's not young. Young anymore as well. Smith's getting on a bit. Tim Payne's getting on. Um, I don't know. I think Maxi. I reckon he could be that X factor. And I reckon you've got to pick the players 
that England don't want to see in that batting order. And I guarantee you, England do not want to come up against Glenn Maxwell in the Ashes. Do you believe, though, that we've got a bit of room to move? Like this English side before Ben Stokes came out, I mean, a lot of people are saying 4-0, 5-0 Australia. It's, it's unlike, you know, I don't think who we pick at number five is necessarily going to dictate how we play this series. And Absolutely, me- Will. Well, you mentioned, you know, we've got an ageing side. Wouldn't it be best to pick someone like Travis Head or, or Marcus Harris instead of Usman Khwaja? I mean, it's definitely something they're going to be thinking about. But you've got to, you've got to think Justin Lang has been under pressure all year. He's going to have to go out and just pick his best side possible. I don't that's think why I'd be going for a little bit of experience. Mm. Um, there's another guy too, Maddinson, who's scoring runs at will for, for Victoria after he moved from the bloody Blues. Good on you, Nick. Well done. Uh, so he's scoring a heap of runs at the moment as well. So he, he could be the youth we need at the top of the order as well. Hey, look, we should discuss this. Uh, shoot through your text, 0457 736 736. Our Sports Central hypothetical. If you were picking the Australian Ashes team for the first test, who's your top six? We need some help. Let's help out the Aussie selectors, the Savo, on Sports Central. 0457 736 736. Let's get to our first interview. This bloke does some great work uh, for News Corp. He's a, a cricketing expert, and he joins us on the phone now, Jacob Polychronis. Hello, Jacob. G'day, Jase. How's it going? Yeah, good, mate. Long time uh, no here, but we're into the cricket season. I am so excited. The Poms have landed at Brisbane Airport. They're here. They're going into two weeks of luxury quarantine on the Gold Coast. We'll take care of the uh, the drink card, so we'll get them into some trouble for you up here on the Gold Coast, <laughs> Jacob. Um, it's exciting. This this is this is do or die for Justin Langer and the uh, and the current Aussie team, isn't it? This Test series. Oh, you're absolutely right. I mean, it would just be, I dare say, unforgivable if we can't knock off this lot on on home soil. An English team that really is, I mean, Ben Stokes aside, lacking a lot of quality. You've got Joe Root as their only selected batsman who averages over 38, I believe it is, in, in test cricket. And then you've got a bunch of old blokes, just to put it, in a, in a brutal way, um, leading their bowling attack. They've got no Joffre Archer. Uh, Mark Wood's the only guy who can tip 145Ks an hour. And, you know, a bit of seam and a bit of nip will go a long way for James Anderson and Stuart Broad. But we don't really see enough of that down here in Australia with the exception of the Gabba, maybe the Pink Bull and Adelaide as India found out last year. So this, it's, I mean, that brings with it a lot of pressure for uh, the Aussies and Justin Langer, because I really think it's a it, it's a test series that, like you said, they have to win. Justin Langer's coming up to the end of his contract, and I don't think anyone within Cricket Australia and especially the Australian public will tolerate anything but a series win. Yeah, look, I, I, mind you, I, I wouldn't mind having uh, Jimmy Anderson in my team. I wouldn't mind giving him the new ball any day. He's, he's been outstanding. I, um, I think this is really why we have to get this top six right, Jacob, because I think our bowlers are... I mean, we were a little bit disappointing against India last. I mean, well, we were disappointing. We lost the Test series, and and that was that was an understrength Indian team as well. But I think our bowlers mm. will bounce back, and we've still got one of the best bowling attacks in the world. But I think the most pivotal thing here is getting this top six right. What what would be your top six, mate? Oh, I'm not going to deviate too much from what you guys were discussing. I mean, I probably wouldn't go Maxwell five, but I, I did enjoy your your bravery in that selection, Jace. But I think, um, obviously, Warner comes off the top. And then I think 
I never really felt like Kawaja deserved to be dropped in the first place during that 2019 Ashes series, batted in what he prefers in like his sort of number three role. But he, he's, he's a great opener. He has, yeah, I mean, averages 96 in test cricket as an opener, has done it in a day-night test at Adelaide, which is very, very relevant experience for this uh, series coming up, obviously. Can't forget his uh, stand of the stand, as we called it, in Dubai when he made uh, over 150 in bad for over a day and, and he's just plundering runs in the shield at the moment. So I, I like Kawaja to have another crack at the top. Uh, your, your number three and four speaks for itself in Steve Smith and Marnus Labuschagne. I would also go back to Travis Head in number five. Um, mm. I think he, he shows... <laughs> there are... Look, there, <laughs> I enjoy the snickering and I understand the scepticism because I think there are some technique issues which he has to really no, iron out. Jacob. He's a little bit... Uh, Jacob, what I'm not enjoying is Gibbo uh, raising his hands and fist-pumping at your selection. Uh, (laughs) Look, I I don't know. I'm not sure about Travis Head. Why would you drop Wade from from the team? Uh, He's the incumbent number five. What's he done wrong? I don't think he's made enough runs, to be uh, brutally honest. I think he's made a bunch of sort of gritty 30s, which is nice, and I think... Yeah, maybe Travis Head has sort of done the same, but I think the issues with Travis Head are more solvable than the issues with Matthew Wade. I think Matthew Wade never really looks set, whereas Travis Head kind of does until he has a bit of a brain fade. And I like to think that maybe with a bit of experience and and just a bit of patience from selectors, his confidence will grow and he'll iron that part of his game out. And I think you know, he's a terrifically attacking and, and positive batsman. He just needs to, yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, just kind of knuckle down for a little bit longer than maybe what he's used to. Um, but, yeah, Matty Wade, like, full credit for how gritty he's sort of been in that role over the few, last few years. But I think he's probably shown over a long period of time that he, he doesn't really have those big scores in him like Travis Edmire. Jeez, it's hard to find love for Matt Wade anywhere uh, in this country. Uh, if Tim Payne has any say... I think Payne will pick him, um, you know, uh, from the same part of Tasmania, uh, having said mm-hmm. that. Hey, listen, geez, Warney's been critical uh, on the Aussies. He, he, he let rip saying, you know, uh, they're not up to it. Tim Payne's form is not up to it. Tim Payne hit back yesterday on SEN. Have a listen to what he said. We're not hiding from the fact that we haven't played our best in this cricket. There's no doubt about that, particularly last summer. The summer before that, we won 5-0. And we've had no very, very little test cricket. So, yeah, we, there are some guys that are struggling um, for some continuity and some consistency because, you know, Jack, if you played four games of footy in 12 months, you're not always going to be at your absolute best. Um, so it can be difficult. And we've This team has had some challenges that no other Australian team has had. And what we're trying to concentrate on is, is making sure that we're ready to go for the Ashes and this test team can play its, its best cricket. But again, we've got some challenges with guys being on a T20 World Cup, then coming home, doing two-week quarantine in a hotel room without training, uh, and then having about eight days before we head into the first test. So it's going to be a challenge for not only for us, but for England. But um, yeah, there's some challenges that international sports at the moment are, are facing that others haven't had to in the past. I don't disagree with what Warren had to say. Um, the Australian cricket team's performance last year against India was terrible. Um, and it was. It was an understrength Indian team. Um, we should have won that series. We just couldn't bowl India out. 
Um, some of his field selections were, were questionable. I, I, don't, I think he did. He, he copped it criticism for, for his batting. I thought his batting was okay. His keeping was below par, and he got involved in the verbal stoushing a bit too much last year, Tim Payne. Um, having, said, yeah. having said that, it, it was a, a different situation, yes, with COVID and living on top of each other, and that would have made it a bit hard. But India had to go through that as well, didn't they, Jacob? Yeah, like India did not have uh, an easy summer by any means. Like you said, yeah, they had to go through all of that, as well as the fact that most of them were away from, well, I think all of them were away from their families, and they had you know, their star players dropping off left, right, and centre. So that India team has to, had to go through a lot of adversity, and you could probably argue that it brought them together and made them even stronger, and perhaps they played beyond. I mean, some people were calling that an Indian third team, um, not so much their first string test team, and they still got the job done. I, I think that it's good to hear those sort of comments from Tim Payne. It kind of sounds like he perhaps learned from the lessons. I, th- I think in that series, we, we kind of just expected it to happen. The way we bowled, particularly in, in Sydney and then in Brisbane, there was just like an air of... Uh, we, we felt like it was inevitable that if we just kind of... You know, that would take 10 wickets because that's what you do on a, on a fifth-day pitch and we needed a lot more. And perhaps Tim Payne was a little too stubborn in sticking to whatever the plans were when they weren't working. And so, yeah, I, I think Warney's on the money. I think when you come out like that, you you bowl too conservatively and you expect things to just happen. And and then you have your colours lowered by um, by an Indian, understrength Indian team, then, yeah, we, we probably aren't feared that much anymore and I don't really think mm. England fear us too much either but uh, I mean I'm not doing away with Tim Payne at the moment because like I said I think he's uh, surely he's learnt from those lessons and I think we see a different Tim Payne um, yep. when we uh, hit the summer. And I think people have got short memories what Tim Payne did for Australian cricket throughout Sandpaper Gate and where he took us to, I think uh, we owe Tim one for that as well so he's got a little bit mm. of credit in the bank so to speak. Very quickly we've got to go to a break uh, Aussies should take care of the Windies tonight, shouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, should do. Windies have nothing to play for, and the Aussies, are, you, you like to think, are starting to hit their straps at the right time. So, yeah, I can't foresee any too many issues tonight. All right. News Corp's Jacob Polychronis. Mate, love speaking to you. Thanks for joining us on Sports Central this Arvo. All right. Thanks, Jace. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Take care. Can't wait. The Poms are here, Gibbo. How good is it? <clears throat> Isn't it just the best time of year? I mean, I really love my rugby league, Jace, but I think I love my cricket just a little bit more. And, I mean, it's so good for the series that Ben Stokes is here. Because yeah, it we, is. We, it we, is, yeah. I think what the greatest thing about India playing really well last year in the last couple of years, they've, they've actually showed a bit more fight. Usually they come out here, get smashed. You know, Virat Kohli comes out here. He takes it to Australians. And I know Ben Stokes will do that. So it's going to be awesome. And I cannot wait for the Ashes to get started. Mate, once we get those drink cards in front of him, he won't even show up to the first test, I'm telling you. We're on to us at Sports Day. We've got this. Uh, this is Sports Central on 1170 SCN or via the SCN app. Uh, what's your top six for the first test at the Gabba on December 8th? You can call us, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 736 736. Shoot us a text. Let's get to a break. When we come, come back, uh, Chris Nelson joins us on Sports Central on SCN. This is Sports Central on SEN. Yeah, Jason Matthews uh, here this afternoon. Gibbo pushing the buttons and uh, chiming in as well. Time to get uh, 
uh, Racing Queensland update and also to get some tips around the country, see what's uh, going on. Chrissy Nelson uh, joins us now. And, of course, Queensland is racing. Chris, how are you, mate? Going very well, thanks, Jase. How are you going on this uh, fine Saturday morning? You know me, mate. Always good. Never complaining. Good. You know the rules. <laughs> yes. Well, just a different yes. joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different joke. That's not nice, mate. Hey, listen, a uh, big day of racing. Before we actually get to Eagle Farm, where there's eight races today, uh, it's Stakes Day at Flemington. A couple of big races, the Darley Sprint and, of course, the McKinnon Stakes. Yeah, the Darley Sprint uh, is exciting. I mean, it's probably not a betting race for uh, for 99% of the public because Nature Strip is so short. Being a dollar thirty-three or a dollar thirty-five depends where you're shopping, but uh, just great to see him go around and great to see him head down the straight with uh, with J Mac on board. He should be just lengths and lengths better than those horses. So he's a bit of a watch. His nature strip, of course, in race six, unless you fancy something that you think can knock him over. But good luck to you if you. Do. Well, you can put it in a multi, uh, mate. Yes, you could have a multi or a. There's plenty of other betting options, but if you're betting purely for the win, well, you're not going to you're not really going to take him on. But something has to run second, third, and fourth. Jason. And are you that's, – that's, that's correct, Chris. They do. And thanks for that because none there. of us have seen a horse race before in our lives. <laughs> uh, but, mate, is there, were you suggesting a tip there or were you just no, telling us? No. No, I was just telling you that. You're right, you didn't what about the However, McKinnon Stakes? <laughs> the McKinnon Stakes, well, this is interesting too because Zaki's going around here and we haven't seen – him for a little while, we last saw him, he got beaten, of course, at uh, Caulfield, but he was a scratching on uh, Cox Plate morning, so he hasn't raced for a month. Oh, I don't know. Would you Would you be happy to take him on? Nah. The elevated heart, not elevated uh, temperature, not heart rate, elevated temperature. I, I wouldn't, I, I'm not going with him. I'm going with Colette. I think her mm-hmm. win last Saturday was very good, and I think if, uh, if he's vulnerable at all, he's certainly going to be today. I didn't think he could win the Cox Plate, so I'm not jumping back on board now. I'll go with uh, with Colette in that race, but it's a good race. Starkey, Superstorm, Moanga, Private Eye, uh, Cascadian, plenty of winning chances. Mm. Rightio, and of course, uh, Sydney Racing today, Rose Hill, just another week, another million-dollar race. <laughs> There's like, a couple more to come yet, I think, in the next couple of weeks too. This is, mate, this is a poverty race, a million bucks. Normally oh. we're talking 15, 14 million, 7.5 million. I mean, how can these... How can these connections and trainers survive on a paltry $1 million prize money? <laughs> They'll probably knock it back, so I don't get out of bed for that <laughs> amount. But look, it's a good race. Race 7, the Golden Gift, a million-dollar race, as you mentioned, for the two-year-olds. The one I've really got my eye on is number five, Shallaton. Uh, Joe Pride and Jay Ford combine here. Have a look at the replay or the video of this horse's first start. Drew Wide, uh, they restrained him back to second last. But, gee, the ground he made up the last 200 metres or so. He ran the fastest last 200 metres of the entire meeting. And that's a massive Jeez. effort for a first starter and being a two-year-old. So all eyes on uh, number five, Shallaton, for me, in the uh, Golden Gift. And, and, of course, the hot Danish is worth half a million. Chicken feed, Jace. Number one, yeah. uh, Rocker Clock, uh, I think, can uh, go one better than last time. And he was narrowly beaten by Ice Bath in the... Uh, in the invitation, the $2 million race a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Right, mate, Eagle Farm, very quickly, uh, eight races today. Anything there catch your eye? Look, for the players that are trying to bulk up their multis, race two, number one, go Wanji, and race four, number six, Shamaton, are good things, but they are short. But put those in for a bit of extra money. And uh, later in the day, race six, number two, Ligulate, I think, can win. And race seven, number nine, Nikki Spirit, each way. And I'll also throw in race eight, number nine, She's Our Boss. Each way.
Rightio. Gibbo, do you want to say something? You're putting your hand up there. I was just saying yeah. Chris is killing it this week. I mean, it's been a busy week for him. What? It's been a busy week for him, mate. I was just saying good luck. Thanks, Gibbo. Giving you a thumbs up, that's all. <laughs> Please. He, you know what he Thank goes, you, I had f- uh, on Melbourne Cup Day, he goes, mate, I've had five winners. Here's a couple of more tips. Guess what happened? Loss. Still running. Still running. Wasn't on Grand well, Promenade, was he? No. No, I wasn't. No, no, no. I thought incentivised was the way to go there, Gibbo. But um, uh, we went far away. But, yeah, Eagle Farm, look, Eagle Farm was good until Jace jumped onto those last couple and uh, <laughs> put the kibosh on everything. They couldn't handle my weight. The extra weight put no. those horses down a bit, mate, yeah. Uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. I was going to take the kids to uh, to the Gold Coast today, mate. No. Oh, one of them wants to go and see a, a Marvel movie or something. So, uh, Well, so, you know what you do. You drop them off at the Marvel movie and then head onto the track and pick them up. <laughs> yeah, well, my wife's at work till six, so she won't know. She won't know. No, <laughs> it's not as if we talked about it on the radio or... Or anything. All right, mate. Parenting Take care. <laughs> we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll catch you Monday night uh, just after six on Sports Day. See you, Chris Hope. See you, guys. Okay, this is Sports Central on 1170 SEN uh, and also the SEN app. Uh, you can shoot us a text too, 0457 736 736. Uh, you sh- I see text messages coming through for your top six for the Australian batting order for the first test. We'll get to those shortly. Plus, Scott Sattler joins us next on Sports Central. This is Sports Central on SEN. Yeah, welcome back to it. Jason Matthews here for your Saturday Arvo. Uh, all of the Stakes Day action on uh, SEN just after 2 o'clock this afternoon. Getting your text messages on 0457 736 736. Your top six batting order for the first test at the Gabba come December 8. Gibbo, I booked my holidays too, mate, to uh, uh, to watch that. Oh. Where are you, you going to be watching it from? Well, mate, I'm actually moving house on December 8th. So I might, oh. have, to, I might have to listen to it on SEN. And then, uh, and then the 9th, I'll be able to – first thing I'm setting up in the new house is the TV. Yeah. So, so I can watch the ashes. It's going to be good, mate. You strike me as a guy who have at least 65-inch of TV, Jace. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do, mate. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Actually, do I? No, no, 50 oh. – no, 65-inch. 65. 65-inch, you're right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Two of them, mate. Two of them. Two of them. Do you yeah. put them together or one out the back, <laughs> one inside? I should. should yeah. I, you know what? I'd like to have like a TAB set up at home. Yeah. The four you know, screens. The models. Oh, bugger four, like 20 of them. 20, Sports, yeah. racing on it. You know, like we have at SEN, we've got 100 screens in our studios. Just that. Now, that's the way to do it. Hey, Mark from Prairiewood says, my Australian test team is Warner, Kawaja, Labashane, Smith, Green at five. He bats at four for WA and is a slow starter. Head at six. Faster scorer, better with the tail to score quickly as well. All right, well, thanks for that. It's not bad. Jace, mate, it looks like so far Jacob and Mark from Prairie, would they are agreeing with me? Not so much right you, on. unfortunately. Uh, this bloke will probably agree with you as well because he's not a deep thinker like me. You know how I like to think, you know, left mm. of centre. Uh, Scotty Sattler joining us now on Sports Central. G'day, Satsy. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, mate. What's your top six for Australia for the first test? Given given Pekoski's uh, out, right? Let's say he he doesn't recover so from his concussion. Definitely out. Are you saying he's well, definitely out? Well, it looks like he is. Yeah. Well, he hasn't got time. He hasn't got enough. Mate, well, he's still can... apparently got one more game. Well, one you've more asked game, me a question. So... Can I answer it? <laughs> Go right you've ahead. been on for you've been on for two seconds, and you're having a crack at me already. Uh, it looks like he will. Mm. Poss- looks like he's a strong chance of missing the first test. So let's say he's out. So, What's your top six? 
I say there's a strong chance he's out. Okay, but definitely you're an yeah. idiot. This but, is the um, biggest regret of I, my life getting you on today. I mean, if if he's still apparently going to get one game under his belt before the selection, <laughs> uh, I would still pick Pukowski. Um And he's not available for selection, Scott. Well, you said there's a strong chance. He didn't say it's Scott. Definite. This is okay. a hypothetical. Do you understand what hypothetical means? Oh, hypothetical. Okay, we're doing hypothetical. You didn't mention it was hypothetical, Jason. I thought you'd be and listening to the I'm show. Saying, what I'm saying is uh, yes. if he is definitely under a hypothetical, um, <laughs> Warner and Kawaja, because if we're going to use Sheffield Shield as a gauge to, to choose our national sides, um, Kawaja and Harris have been making runs. Um, uh, I... I yeah, you know, I'm hesitant about using someone with that has got age on their side because we want to tr- continue trying to cultivate players for the future. But I think the Ashes is completely different when you look at representing Australia at Test level. I think you've just got to pick the best players to win the Ashes. And if it was a tour to Bangladesh or a tour to Sri Lanka or a Test series versus Pakistan or whatever it may be, the West mm. Indies, I think you can afford to use someone a little bit younger and develop them. So I think because right. there's so much at stake for the Ashes, I'm going to go Kawaja, I'm going to go Warner, um, Lava Shane, uh, Smith. Um, I'm doing Travis Head at six. Yeah, I'm doing Cameron Green at five. So I, I agree with Mark from Prairiewood. Right. That took mm. you 10 minutes to get that out. And Gibbo's celebrating because it's the same side as his. Just yeah. uh, in a different order. Well, you said to Mate. me, I'm struggling for content, so can you go along <laughs> as long as possible? So. He is. Hey, uh, you, don't like, you don't like the idea of giving Maxwell a crack at five? Well, I do like the idea of it because I think even in test match cricket, you need to have a you know, what you call a trigger player. Um, and that player that if the, if the, uh, the, the runs aren't coming as, as freely, you can't afford to have someone at test level to, to open up the shoulders a little bit and try and... Uh, get as many runs as possible in one session. So I do like the idea of it. I, I just fear that the test, and it's a, it's a shame for Glenn Maxwell because I think he's the most entertaining cricketer we've got, um, even in test match cricket. The, what he, he, he brings a, a change in bowling as well. He's got a little, he's got, um, you know, slow mm. to medium, but it can change the, the routine in the bowling when he needs time to break up the monotony. Um, but yeah, that trigger player in, in test match cricket, I think is something of a, we're going to need moving forward. Um, oh, I'm so not too perturbed about the form of Warner in, in the Middle East. I think it's different when we get him into a test match series on, on Australian okay. pitches. All right. Um, Sats, when you select a rugby league team, think about state of origin, right? You, yep. you as the opposition, you don't want to pl- – there's certain players you don't want to play against. You don't mm. want the opposition to pick. And, you, and I, I just reckon if we put Maxwell in the middle of that order – Australia come the first test I don't think England are comfortable with that because they know that that's a man that's a bloke who can change a test match in a half an hour and yeah, I think I, that's I, I think that's a risk worth taking I really yeah, do 100%, 100% agree with you with that and uh, I know you're trying to convince me uh, to change my, <laughs> my top six but uh, in saying that I don't know whether the selectors have the same mindset around Glenn Maxwell as they did with Chris Lynn when he was playing in Australia. Like, yeah. can, they can play the short form, but have they got the concentration to play the long game in, in Test Match cricket? You, all of a sudden, you're, you're four down and you're you know, for 110, 115. Has someone like Glenn Maxwell got the, 
the, you know, the psychological fortitude to stay in for four, five, six hours and and really start dulling the attack. Has he got the you know, has he got the mindset to do that? That's probably the biggest risk with those short form players. Yeah, fair enough. Mate, what's going on? We've run out of time now. I can't talk rugby league because uh, okay. we've talked about your top six now for, for 15 minutes. No, listen, let's go to Penrith. Uh, your former club, Sats, uh, a club you're very proud of. Are you a proud former player this week and how the board has handled the Tyrone May situation? And what about the other players and their comments on social media after the sacking of Tyrone May? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm really proud of the way that the club has handled the Tyrone May situation. Uh, they gave him benefit of the doubt after he was charged um, you know, a couple of years ago, 18 months ago. Uh, they stood by the player. And um, and when he won the grand final, I actually shook his hand on the on the stage when, when, um, when you know, had the opportunity to hand over the, the premiership winning trophy. And, and I shook his hand because one, he's a penniless player too. I know the feeling that he's feeling winning a premiership, but I'm thinking, you know what, this this kid come out the other side. Uh, but then to read those comments in the hours post-grand final, I was really disappointed uh, as a former Penrith player. I am happy the way that the club has handled it. Uh, I love that they've allowed the, the grand final uh, to be celebrated with the fans and the corporate supporters and commercial supporters and the players and, and employees. I love the way they just let it play out, go through the process. Um, but I'm really happy with the way that they've rolled it out. They've terminated Tyrone May's uh, contract. I felt as though it was really insensitive. I thought it was uh, selfish and self-indulged. I felt as though that post he put out post-grand uh, final took the mm. attention away mm. from his club and his players and, and made it all about himself. And So the timing wasn't great. Uh, just that alcohol and not only rugby league players, but a lot of people make the wrong decisions. And uh, I like the way that they've handled it. Uh, I am really disappointed with his brother Taylor May and and also Nathan Cleary with you know, their posts on social media. And I, I I commend them for their support of their brother and their friend. I do. You know what? Do it to his face and be be able to support him around him, not involve the rest of the public. So. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed with that. I'm going to be interested. Yeah, to I, I'm how, with you on that. So that's how, I, I, how the club handles it. Yeah, Nick Davis and Adam Peacock were talking about this earlier, and and they're saying, you know, you should should be supporting, uh, you know, your, your your former teammates, and but I, I just yeah, do do it privately, as you said, do it privately, ring him, text him, do whatever you like, but does it need I mean, to be Tyler on social media? I mean, his brother, his brother, you can't stop, right? So that's, but I, I expect better from the captain of the club. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Tyrone made for more reports has cancelled all his social media. Profile, so so he's not going to see he's it. He's not going to see. He's not going to see the post. <laughs> so that uh, yeah, I can understand why Nathan does it. And again, this is a you know, we're old people that that uh, hey, speak for yourself. The, the millennial person, so in the way that they they do react to things now, it's all about um, making it public. Uh, yeah, we handle it differently. Uh, well, let's ask. Sats, let's ask a youngin, Gibbo, yeah. what, how do you feel about Nathan Cleary putting out what he did on social media? Uh, yeah, I think it was pretty poor form, to be honest. Um, I mean, there's a way to sort of support your mates and get around them, and I don't, I don't really enjoy how people have to do it all over social media. Um, Sats, doesn't the, club, doesn't the club come first? Yeah, well, yes and no. Yes and no. Your friends come first. 
you know, getting around your friends as a teammate, you get around your friends and you support them through everything. Now, I've got no doubt that Nathan Cleary is disappointed and doesn't agree with the actions of Tyro Mate when he was charged first and secondly with what he did on grand final night. But it doesn't mean you have to drop a friend altogether. But you do support them. You support them privately. You support them publicly. Uh, but you don't have to support them publicly in, in word format. So, um, yeah, pretty disappointing. And um, it's going to be interesting how the, how the club handles those situations. I mean, they're not going to terminate. They're not going to terminate the players, of course, Taylor May and, and Nathan Cleary, but I've got no doubt they'll discipline in some way. And whether they do that publicly or privately, not quite sure, but I've got no doubt they will, they will discipline them. Hey, Sats, just on that, do you think there's a chance here that there's a few cracks could appear after this? You've got to think Taylor May, young up-and-comer, Tyrone May's been at that club for a while, played with a lot of the boys, and then Nathan Cleary's his best mate. Do you reckon we're going to see signs of cracks next year, or how are the boys going to bounce back from this? Yeah, they'll bounce back fine. No, Gibbo, when training starts back and then the season kicks off, um, yeah, Tyrone May will become a byline. Um, when Taylor May plays first grade, which he did this year in round 21, uh, yeah, you, you know that the headlines moving forward, if he does remain in the Penrith Panthers, will be all about you know, his support initially for Tyrone. But the thing in Australian sport and the landscape is we move on really quickly. I don't think it's going to fraction the side. They're, they're a pretty, pretty resilient side. To, to be able to improve the way they did from the grand final defeat in 2020 to become the grand final, um, the premiership winners in 2021, means that this team has a fair, fair amount of resilience about it. The only thing that's going to really break apart this team bit by bit is you know, the departure of play, players like Luke Capewell, who form a really good uh, position in the side and uh, across a number of positions. The talk about where Billy Army Kikiao is going to be. Is he going to stay at Penrith or go somewhere else and chase the money? Uh, they're the only things I think that will more so kick out, more so break up the side throughout 2022. All right, mate. Very quickly. We've got 30 seconds. Uh, yep. Brooks to the Knights, likely to happen? Yeah, it looks like it is. And I think that's hence why they're going to, they're going to allow allow Pierce to go. They wouldn't allow Mitchell Pierce to go unless they had a replacement. So there's been a lot of discussions going on behind closed doors. So, yeah, it looks like Brooks will move up the uh, the freeway. Yeah, I prefer Pierce over Brooks. What do you think? Uh, when you look at the future, I'd take Brooks. But okay. um, obviously, the, yeah, the maturity of, of Pierce helps Jake Clifford go and Phoenix Crosland. But when you look to the future of the club, and that's what you've got to do, you look, you've got to look the next three or four years, your succession plans. Brooks is the obvious choice. All right. Hopefully one day we'll agree on something. Scott Sattler, uh, appreciate <laughs> you joining us <laughs> on on uh, this afternoon on Sports Central. And, of course, catch Sats and Badge weeknights from 6 on the greatest sports show on SEN. It's called Sports Day. Better than the drive show, wouldn't you say, Sats? Oh, without a doubt. Without Please. a doubt. <laughs> no one listens to that garbage. No. doesn't have to be explained. <laughs> see you Sats see you Monday mate see ya Scott Sattler here on see Sports Central see you mate uh, we better get to a break on 1170 SCN you can also listen to the show on the SCN app keep your texts coming through 0457 736 736 Mark from Prairie Woods jumped in again Australia's a big overseas schedule in Asia next year bring Maxwell in for those series I don't know I'd like to see him in the ashes let's get to a break Tristan Merlihan from Top Sports joins us next on SCN this is Sports Central on SEN. Yeah, Jason Matthews here this afternoon in the Sports Central studio on the Gold Coast. And this man's 
just around the corner from. We've got to get you in one day. Uh, Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport, home of the Top Sports betting multi. Download the Top Sport app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Although we, we do conduct most of our uh, meetings at the Sporting Globe, Tristo. Yeah, well, we'll definitely we'll have to get in one day for a for a chat, and uh, yeah, maybe we do one from the Sporting Globe. I was there last night with my little daughter. Actually, we took her there after work, and she went in the playground and fell off one of the swings. So that was uh, that was a bit of a few tears came out last night. But it is a great setup there, and I'm uh, looking forward to having another little catch up beverage with you again someday soon. Well, we'll do that maybe next week or something, mate. Uh, before we get into what is a big day of uh, racing again in Flemington and also uh, in Sydney, what's your top six for, for the batting order for the first test at the Gabba? Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. There's a lot of uncertainty, isn't it? I think yeah, there's obviously a bit of a push for Usman Kawaja. I'd probably go back to Marcus Harris with David Warner up the top. Uh, Lubber Shane Smith, obviously, three and four. I think Travis yep. Head's got to be five. Uh, Cam Green, I think, has got to have another crack at six. But I think Mitch yep. Marsh, on the back of his uh, short ball or his white ball format, I think he'd be the next one off the cab off the rank. He, he seems like his batting's really coming on. So I think Cam Green deserves that spot at six. But Mitch Marsh may be the one people haven't been talking about. I just saw a text come through. I may have some support with Maxwell at five. I'll get to that in just a sec. Let's look at uh, the McKinnon stakes today, mate. Uh, I, I guess this and the dark. Well, the McKinnon stakes. Start with that first. Uh, Zaki, any chance? Oh, Zaki is a, definitely a chance. It is the firm favourite. It's two dollars forty into two thirty-five. I just think, though, in this race, it, it, it's a, it's a bit of an afterthought for Zaki. Because obviously, we know what happened on Cox Plate Day. So for me. Taking 235 when there's a few little question marks over its fitness and its form, I would rather look a little bit wider. I think this is a day you want to go for some rougher options on stakes day. Uh, There's so much money involved, but a lot of these horses have had their grand final, and you're looking for a horse that maybe has set this race up in in advance. And I think Superstorm, uh, owned by the uh, famous Peters, the pink and white sashes, they won this race last year with Acadia Queen. I think $12 an each-way chance if Saki isn't at 100%, which I think there's got to be a few little question marks on it. Uh, the Dali Sprint, it looks like a one-horse race, right? It's uh, it's one of the uh, richest barrier trials we'll see in a long time with Nature Strip $1.26, uh, looking like it will be <laughs> absolutely dominant. It was so good in the Everest. But, again, it, 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 this isn't its grand final stuff. So it is to get run down at the short price. I, I don't know if you'd want to be... Uh, piling into the dollar twenty six, but it's certainly going to be good to watch it down that Flemington straight. It's one of the greatest things watching that straight six at Flemington on the last day yeah. of the carnival. So Waller's had a great carnival. J-Max had a great carnival. It's a hard combination to go past. Absolutely. Let's turn our attention to cricket. We love our cricket. Aussies versus the Windies uh, tonight. Um, yeah. Aussies win this. We're into the semifinals. It's that easy, right? It is that easy, and the betting for the outright changed dramatically on the back of our big win against South Africa uh, against Bangladesh. Should I say we were nine dollars South Africa, eight dollars to win the World Cup. We're now into five seventy-five, the third favourite. England two eighty-five, Pakistan three seventy-five, South Africa out to nineteen with New Zealand there at eight dollars, India at nine fifty. But tonight's game, if we win, we're through. We're a dollar thirty-three to do so. Three forty, the West Indies. This is a game I get nervous. I'm a massive Aussie cricket fan, but West Indies are one of those teams when uh, you know the, the pressure's off. They've got three players retiring. They might throw caution to the wind here at the three dollars forty. I'm just a little bit worried for the Aussies in this game at the short price. We need your number five, Maxwell, to have a big game. Uh, but even if we lose, we just then rely on England to beat South Africa. They're a dollar forty-eight in the next game. South Africa two dollars seventy-four. Uh, England are going very, very well. 
All right, Tristan Merlihan from Top Sports, mate. Appreciate your time on the show, the Savo, and go the Aussies tonight. Thanks, Jase. Talk to you soon. See you, mate. There you have it. Uh, first hour of Sports Central, done and dusted on 1170 SCM. We'll be back. Brooksy will cover off on the NBA, and the former legend will join us here on 1170 SEM. This is Sports Central on SEM. Yeah, welcome back to the second big hour of Sports Central on 1170 SCN, or you can listen uh, anywhere around the globe on the SCN app. Uh, big hour coming up. The former legend will join us as well. He's got a few things he wants to talk about, the Savo Gibbo, including the, the grand final, off-season signings, uh, Luke Brooks, the Eels, the Dolphins, all that sort of stuff. So he'll be joining us real soon. You'll give us a, a sports update as well, but time now to talk NBA and and talk to the greatest radio producer of all time. He's in charge of Joel and Fletch weekday arvos from 3 to 6 right here on 1170 SEN. And he loves his NBA. In fact, oh, look, hang on. Hey, uh, Gibbo, hit his theme, mate. Can you fire it up? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a good. I would call There we go. Nod your heads. Yeah. He, and he's the only guest on the show, Gibbo, to request his own intro song. Oh, did he request that? He requested it oh. in a phone call during the week. Oh, Jace, I thought you would just give no. him that as the only hip-hop song you know, but... No, I don't know any hip-hop oh, songs. Oh, I did you it, I do it. Nathan Brooks. Brooksy, welcome to Sports Central, my friends. I requested B-52's Love Shack and you put on hip-hop for me. What is doing? You <laughs> like, said, you, mate, uh, we're good. Uh, you want it to sound gangster. You said that to me and I have delivered, my friends. Uh, before we get into the NBA, you've also got oh. a, a, a text that's come through this afternoon from one of your big fans. And I, and I don't realise how big you are on this radio station. Uh, Brooksy is the only reason I listen to Drive, an outstanding contributor to SCN, and talking <laughs> about social media, he has an outstanding page on Instagram, Stu from Cronulla. Oh, I, mum, mum's going under the Monica Lewinsky of uh, Stu from Cronulla. Well done, Lee. Well, you know Thanks he couldn't call him. Out. You know he couldn't call him, Brooksy. What's that? You, you know he couldn't call, and he had to text in. Yeah, I, he, he should join us. Maybe we can riff the four of us. Uh, no, we're good. The guys, okay, no, anyway. Well, you and Stu should just get a room and let Gibbo and I get on with the show. I reckon. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's been happening in the NBA? What's been happening in the NBA this week? This week, well, let's start off with your man crush, Josh Giddy. Oh, how good is he? Everyone, yeah, everyone's just loving his uh, assists. Like we saw one yesterday. From out of bounds, he threw it across the key, across the court, and found one of his players for an open three off an inbounds pass. He threw it across the court. He threw it from Jack Nicholson to Kevin Hart. Yeah, no, we get reference because Jack front. Nicholson used to sit in the front row. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that yeah, right? that's the reference. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for covering that off. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the Thunder have now got um, – Two wins and no losses against the Lakers, and they've lost six games against the rest of the league so far in the season. So they're loving playing the Lakers. LeBron was out again. But, yeah, there's some questions over the Lakers. Um, without LeBron, their depth is quite thin. And I was going through the roster yesterday, Jase. There's probably two players that have played on the Lakers at some stage throughout their career. And I think, apart from Anthony Davis, only one guy in the 12-man roster that they're running at the moment played with 
LeBron and AD last year. So they've signed a lot of guys um, this season. So they're probably finding a bit of continuity issues with LeBron being out. It's just it, it's ca- it's causing early issues for the Lakers. I've got concerns. I think they'll they'll steady the ship later in the season. They can do some trades and sign some veterans. But yeah, two losses to the lowly Thunder, which I've talked about. They're sort of they're tanking. They, they've got all these draft picks. They want a young team. They want to build a young mm. team similar to what Philly that's my team, mate. A few years ago, yeah. You know, I that's know. my team. So be careful yeah, what you're I know. saying. You're right on that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but, yeah mate. So, what what's wrong with LeBron? What's 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 happening? Why is he out? Well, he's got he, he's starting to get these old man injuries. Uh, mm. Yeah, he's I think it's a doctor uh, injury that's going to keep him out for about a week. Uh, we saw last year he probably had his one of his biggest um, injury plague seasons um, for the Lakers, and the start the signs showing that he's starting to break down. He has played a hell of a lot of basketball, regular season playoffs finals, even just Olympics. You know, he's played, played a couple of Olympics for the US. So he's he, he's in his 19th season, I think it is, off the top of my head. Uh, and so, yeah, that that is going to take its toll. He's been known for um, spending quite a bit of money on his body and working out. He's an absolute specimen. Now, you, you, you look at him and there isn't a fitter guy in the sports world. Like, he's that big, I haven't... He's muscular, he's, he's quick, right, he's still... <laughs> No, no, I'm oh, sorry. Wait, I yeah, haven't looked just, at him no, that closely. I'm just trying to lay the platform down. For yeah, no, I understand. Very, very I understand, strong, yes. and he's starting to get a few injuries, um, in, yeah, at the back end of his second decade in the NBA. So, yeah, that, that is a concern um, for Lakers fans and for LeBron fans. But, you know, he'll bounce back. He'll, he'll go through um, he'll go through recovery and, and get set. But, yeah, it is a long season. We're set, I think they're eight games into yeah. eight, 10%, eight of 82. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Hey, um, it's a good game on the Savo. Uh, the Warriors yeah. going for their third straight winner, hosting the Pelicans. How good Steph Curry? Yeah, eh? yeah, they're, they're doing really well. The Warriors with the with the roster that they've got. I, I, they're clicking well. They've got a really deep roster. They've got two rookies that have come in that aren't really contributing. Two lottery picks. So they got a lottery pick in a trade. Uh, I think it was 18 months ago for Andrew Wiggins. They got a first rounder from the Timberwolves, which turned into a lottery pick this year. So they've got two young guys that are yet to find their feet in the NBA. So some some really good future assets there. They've got Clay Thompson coming back. They're second in the West behind the Jazz. Steph's playing unbelievably. They're playing good as a team. They've got Iggy. They've got Draymond Green playing better. Uh, they're looking really good. I think the Pelicans without Zion Williamson um, to start the season have struggled. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas has been really good. Their center that they got um, in the off season, but they're just they're, this number one pick, Zion Williamson, Jace. He he went to Duke. He had this massive following on Instagram through um, his high school days in terms of just the dunks he was throwing down as a 15, 16 year old. He was a man among kids at high school, and he hasn't really like he he hasn't trimmed down, and we're seeing a similar sort of thing where he's getting injuries because of how big he is, and that's that's the concern for the Pelicans. Like he hasn't played yet, um, he's he's already said to the 
oh, he, I think it was his father said to said on social media that he's not really interested in staying long term at New Orleans. Wants to go to a market like New York or Chicago. So the Pelicans need to need to win. I think they got they got they've got a good side. They have got some young guys. They're not one of the best sides in the West, but yeah, there's concerns that Zion may leave in the future. So. Today, yeah, the Warriors. Watch it. Have, watch them. If it's on on Espen or on Ko or whatever it is, enjoy the basketball they're playing. I think I reckon Steph's going to put up a uh, plenty of points today. Rightio. Uh, I thought we made this a Ben Simmons free zone because I'm I'm over this tool. But I, I will. Let's just talk <laughs> about the 76ers for starters. Uh, started slowly, but now they're starting to sort themselves out. Brooksy, yeah. I see they're on top of the um, of the Eastern Conference. Uh, with with seven wins and just two losses, and and that's great for them, right? Like we've yeah, we've talked about it a couple of weeks ago, that you know what 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 do they do here? What do they do? Do they just ca- do they just cash in what they can for Ben, or do they try and use it as motivation with the current squad that they've got, have him off the court, and get the best out of what um, the rest of the squad, the guys around Joel Embiid, and that's what's happened. Steph's brother brother Seth has been killing it the last three games during their five-game win streak. They've got this young guy, Tyrese Maxey, who was a rookie last year. He's stepping up in that point guard position that Ben's left vacated. This is exactly what Philly wanted to happen. On top of the East, without Ben, showing the league that they are, you know, one of the best teams. And then that's going to make the decision to either trade Ben easier by getting what they can or actually getting someone that they might want to acquire like the Philly fans when Portland were there earlier in the week were chanting we want Lillard we want Lillard when Portland were playing and that's that's been the main player that they've tried to get Damian Lillard the point guard from the Blazers the Blazers have been struggling themselves so I think this could this is really interesting Philly on top of the east without Ben Simmons like, I, I don't want to talk about the situation anymore. I think the situation and the story here is Philly, five-game win streak, no Ben Simmons, like they're flying. And this is exactly yeah. what Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers want. What's the end game here, Brooksy? He was fined this morning 480k for missing the clash against the Pistons. What's I can't see him running on the court for the 76ers. He'll be booed off the court by the home crowd. I mean, he left a bad taste in their mouth at the end of last season. It'll be a hundred times worse. Now, what's the end game? Trade him and try and get as much for him or sack him? What, what, what's the likely outcome? And who, and Brooksy, who would want yeah. him if he's not playing and, and, and putting in at training? Yeah, I, I don't think there's a question that there won't be anyone that will want him. Like, a lot of teams will see him as a, as a talent. And just let's get our hands on him. And if we can give what we can afford up to Philly for him, then we're going to get an all-star. We're going to get a guy that's going to benefit from a change of scenery. Like, there are a lot of optimistic GMs out there, Jace. And I think that's the that's where Philly know that if they hold strong, they'll be able to get a decent deal for him. Like, for instance, let's, let's, let's say Oklahoma City, right? I think they've got something stupid like 17 first-rounders in the next six seasons. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, they could still trade. Let's say they trade three of those guys. They've still got 14 picks in the next six years. And Philly gets three guys for the future. And I think we said it a couple of weeks ago. Like, if they play well with the squad that they've got, they might just want to get some future assets 
rather than something now because the cohesion's there. It looks like they've got a good team. Maybe they had one veteran, you know, to cover injuries or something like that during the trade deadline. I think the play is to probably go to OKC and go, you know what, no. we've got another ball handler that you can put uh, on your roster. How many of those crazy amount of first rounders are you willing to give us or give us a salary dump as well? Like, give us someone that's on your books that's, like, costing a lot of money to the cap. We'll take them on. We'll take some of your draft picks. That frees up salary for Oklahoma. They then get a third guy, to, a fourth guy to add to Gildress, Alexander, Giddy, and then Simmons, let's say. And then mm. you've got, and then you've got Philly getting all these assets in return, and just a just a veteran on big money that they can put on the stash on their roster whilst they're playing well. He can't go to the Thunder, mate. I've just started supporting them. I don't want to jump <laughs> ship before you know, all I've, these picks pay off. I thought I'd throw that curveball in your uh, bandwagon support there, Jay. <laughs> Jeez, mate, we're getting a lot of texts about you, the Savo. 0457 736 736. Can you read out the one, please, Gibbo, from the Big G? Oh, no. Sorry. No, not not from him. From uh, Hammer from Narrabeen. <laughs> hey, guys. Brooksy gets all his best stuff from the Five Eyes, but he delivers it just lovely. Hammer from Narrabeen. Who are the Five Eyes? No idea. Oh, this is a, a punters club um, with uh, a couple of schoolmates that I uh, have started during Spring Carnival. So, yeah, oh, yeah definitely, yeah. The, yeah, it really translates the Racing Punters Club into my knowledge <laughs> of the NBA. Well done. Well done, Hornbags. We've got, we got, got another text here. What is it? How can one man know so much about basketball? Brooksy Roy Loggins. you got a lot of fans, Ooh. mate. You should start an NBA show on SEN. Nah, I, like, it's good to talk about it with you, Jace. I don't want to take away from this uh, moment on a Saturday afternoon where we can just <laughs> riff and crash the boards and dish out some assists and, you know, big each other up. Well, whatever you said, that's that sounds great. Now, listen, um, you, you sent yeah. me a video you wanted to play today. Well, not only did you want a theme song, uh, you also wanted me to play a video. It's for uh, a doco that's coming out. Well, have a listen to it. It's called Clutch Academy. Have a listen to this. It's extremely difficult to build an agency from the ground up that's successful. This draft, we have six players, and the goal is to get each client drafted. Let them know that we're ready. This isn't just about playing the game of basketball. It's about playing the game of life. Don't you think I went into it for money? No, it is to be disruptive. That's a threat to the industry. Now... Clutch Academy is yep. a five-part docu- documentary series that's coming out. What's it about, Brooksy? Yeah, so this is Clutch. This is LeBron's mate, Rich Paul, that um, started his own sporting agency, So, who represents Ben Simmons. So what they did a documentary prior to the NBA draft about six of their players, their talents, that were potential NBA draft picks. It's not... This is the sort of stuff that I'd love to see in Australian sport. We sort of got, like... A bit of it with um, with the West Tigers documentary with um, Fox Sports. We got a bit on Amazon with the AFL, but just a bit of investment in in what's coming through in our leagues is going to do a hell of a lot for the for not only the leagues but the players themselves to build up their image. Like these guys, I, I've just seen a couple of snippets of it. It looks amazing. Like it's it getting to know it these guys does, before. Yeah. You, you, they get into the NBA. They might not even make the NBA. Yeah. And this is, I think we had the rookie in the NRL about seven, eight years ago. 
like that, those stories are great. I want to, mm. I want to see a bit more of that across Australian sport. Like this would be great if you're a basketball fan, American sport fan, wherever it comes out in Australia, it's going to be great to watch. But I think we need to start, and the production companies need to start having these conversations. I understand there's, there's a lot of money being burned at the moment with what's happened with COVID. But we need to start looking at doing more of this stuff. It's it's killing it over in the States. Like your hard knocks pre-season, your um, 24-7s in the NHL on HBO, like this sort of stuff as well, Jace. Like we really, we really are going to look back in a couple of mm. decades' time and the archival footage for the NRL in particular is going to be yeah. horrendous other than gameplay. Making their mark last like, week... Uh, last year, sorry, for, for uh, what was it this year? It was this year, I think it was, um, on the AFL, on Amazon Prime, was outstanding. It was absolutely, and I hope they're following some other teams as well now this year. We don't know, but hopefully they're following other teams and we'll see that. And you're right, uh, all those NFL docos, fly-on-the-wall docos are outstanding, and they are fly-on-the-wall type, type, type shows. And, of course, the test which followed the Australian cricket team after Sandpaper yeah. Gate was outstanding on Amazon Prime as well. Yeah, I'd love to see more in Aussie sport. You are absolutely right there, uh, Brooks. In, and this does look very good. Clutch Academy. When's it coming out, mate? I think it's in a couple of weeks over in the state. So I'm not too sure. I, I know I know Stan's got a uh, and and Binge have a, a Showtime affiliation. So I'm not too right. sure where this sits, but I'm looking forward to finding out where it'll all happen in the future. Here, we they did right. the, a show called The Shop. I don't know if you've seen it, Jace. It's basically in a barber store and it's LeBron and Rich Paul and Maverick Carter, the guys that started Clutch with like some of their clients, celebrities, like they've had Bill Burr stand up. They've had um, uh, who, Draymond Green, one of the Warriors players. They just even uh, Hassan Minaj, one of the stand up comedians that's in the morning Wars show. Like there's, it, it's a great format and they're sort of thinking outside the square in terms of content. And that's, yeah, what, that's what I like. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan what they're doing with the players, what they've done with Ben Simmons, Nerlens Noel, but what they're doing content-wise and getting this stuff out to fans is, is just amazing. And we need, we need yeah. something like that in Australia. Right, yeah. Let's move away from that. Uh, Gibbo will give us an update on all those NBA games that are live at the moment shortly with our sports update. Mate, uh, 0457 736 736, getting a text the Savo on what the top six should look like for the first test uh, at the Gabba on December 8th. Uh, I've got one here. Hi, Jace Gibber. I'd have Maxwell in my team at six. I agree, but I'd have him at five. Green at five. I don't see it happening, though. Wade will likely get in. Head has issues outside off stump. I reckon Head's had enough chances. And Anderson Broad can exploit that. I would open with Kawaja and Warner. Three and four are obvious. Cheers, George. Thanks for your text, George. Really appreciate that. What's your top six? And we're assuming here that... Uh, Will Pukowski's not going to be fit enough in time for that first test. And it's such a – it's so sad that he keeps copying these head knocks. This is his 10th concussion. And and yeah. I think there's so much more things that are important for Will Pukowski right now rather than cricket. So assuming he's not fit, how's, what's your top six look like, Brooksy? I'm going probably Warner Kawaja to open. Yeah, like that text I just said, obvious three and four, Labashane and Smith. Probably, I'm going Head and Cam Green. You know, everyone, Cam Green was the object of everyone's sporting affection last summer. And so that's what, that's what I, I, that's what I envision being the top six. Like, I, I, I don't want to, like Maxwell, I, I'm not sure about Jace. Like, 
He's a. I, I want him in Gibbo. the limited overside. I don't want him playing Test cricket. Gibbo's loving this because everyone's agree with him. I tell you why I picked Maxwell, and I, I, I and I'd even put Wade to partner Warner because Wade's the incumbent number Ooh. five at the moment. Just experience, just experience. But yeah. I'd be look. You know what? I'd be happy with Kawaja. I wouldn't. I, I think he deserves a crack as well. But I'm just trying to look after an incumbent in the team at the moment. Yeah. I tell you why I like Maxwell because England won't want to bowl to him, and that's that's what you've got to look at when you're picking a team. To win the Ashes, uh, sure, we only need a drawn series to retain the Ashes, but I just love the fact that they won't want to bowl to him. They won't want him in, in the team, and he's a guy that can change a test match in 30 minutes, and that's why I like him. And I think he I, – I, I still can't believe he hasn't played much test cricket at all, mm. and I think he's in the right headspace now, and I reckon he deserves his chance. We've lost I reckon Brooksy's lost, used all of his credits. Yeah, I think uh, just was, on that one phone call. I think he was actually calling from a payphone out the front of his house. <laughs> well, that's free now. You know that no, payphones well, are free. Is it though? Because I knew yeah. they did it during the lockdown. Yeah, no, they're free. I saw an ad the other day going, "Our payphones are free." That's if he, that's if it hasn't been vandalised. I think he must so. have used his allotted time anyway. I think there was <laughs> a roster has. system in is, Darlinghurst. Is he in prison this afternoon? Is that well, has his twenty minute window stopped? He might just be, but I mean. I just cannot forget those words. I just want a good six. I, I mean, you know what? I'll settle for a good four. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mate, you should grab that audio for Monday's show I'm with uh, Joel and Fletch. Hey, listen, we better get to a break. We're running over anyway. This is Sports Central on 1170 SEN. When we come back, Gibbo's got a sports update for us next. This is Sports Central on SEN. Welcome back to it. Jason Matthews here for your Saturday afternoon. Another big uh, day in sport. We've got the McKinnon Stakes coverage coming to you after 2 o'clock here on 1170 uh, SEN. Text messages coming through 0457 736 736. What's your top six look like uh, for the first test uh, at the Gabba, December 8th of the Ashes? Of course, the Poms have arrived in Australia this morning. Into Brizzy now got their feet up at a five-star resort on the Gold Coast for the next two weeks. Afternoon, Jace. My top six for the Gabba: D. Warner, M. Hayden, G. Chapel, S. Smith, A. Border, S. War. Only problem could be no quick singles. Thanks, Big G. Actually, wouldn't that be a great batting lineup? That'd be unbelievable. I like the way the Big G's taking it on there. Does Dave Warner deserve to sit amongst that company though? Given the way he's going at the moment. Yeah. I, I- that's a tough question, Jace. I'd have Langer. Do you think? Yeah, I'd have I'd have Langer, mate Langer and Hayden. Oh, arguably a greatest opening partnership um, in the modern era. I sort of like D Warner there because when he came, he was really aggressive at the start, and he sort of brought that twenty twenty cricket into the Test match arena. I know there's been greats who have done that in the past, but I think D Warner, when you think of attacking opening batsmen. Of the last 10, 15 years, Dee Warner's got to be there. And I think he'll sit pretty high up on our records list. Do you uh, – oh, no doubt about it. He's been outstanding. Uh, do you at all worry – do you at all worry about his age, 35? And I'm not being ageist here, but obviously, you know. Uh, do, you think, do you think it's slowing him down? I mean, his form of late hasn't been great, right? But and it, it's been stop-start. Cricket has been so stop-start because of, you know, COVID around the world – yeah, I just I, 
35 years of age going into an Ashes series. I was surprised about his age there, Jace, but you've got to remember, he's played a lot of cricket. Like, he was one of the original three format players. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. He, he would have played a fair chunk of uh, IPLs and competitions around the world. So, I mean, look, but the thing working in his favour, he did have considerable amount of time out of the game. Uh, you know, Benji Marshall, he spoke about when he left to Rugby Union, he had time to freshen up his body and gave him those few extra years at the back of his career. So perhaps mm. it's similar there for David Warner. But uh, look, I still think on Australia, in Australian conditions, he's one of our best. So Yeah, and look, the same could be said for Steve Smith as well. Yeah. I mean, that whole year out, yeah. that I mean, might give, hopefully that gives him an extra year at the back end. You would have to think that year off for Steve Smith, the amount of drive that would come from for the next, whenever he goes out to bat, you and you can see he doesn't want to get out, but he honestly believes that he should never get out. And I think that 12 months would have been the worst thing forever because he, yeah. he couldn't bat. But anyway, look, it's done now. But Steve Smith, uh, look, he's going to be in for a massive summer, you'd think. And, and all this, so. all this talk around Joe Root being the best in the world, scoring all these runs you'd know Steve Smith is there thinking, you know what? Oh, I think I'm a bit better than this guy. Absolutely. All right, let's get a sports update. Gibbo, what's going on? So the WBBL has just wrapped up. Now, there was a top-of-the-table clash. It was the Melbourne Renegades up against the Brisbane Heat. And, look, it was a pretty fiery contest, to be honest. There was a lot of runs scored. The Renegades posted our four for 207. Uh, Eve wow. Jones, yeah. Like, they went ballistic at the end, but Eve Jones was um, very good at the top, posting 62 of 46. Harmon Court went ballistic with 65 of 32 deliveries at the back end. So she hit four fours and six sixes. But what's been really impressive is the Indian contingent in the WBBL. I know on the mm. Mowers Club, the boys were talking about it, but they've really raised the standard of some of these games. And, and I think they're really enjoying the competition. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so it's a, it's a triple header. How are the heat going? Oh, sorry, but yeah, the heat, mate, I got distracted in my thought there. The heat have been bowled out, unfortunately, mate, but they, okay, they cool. gave it a good nudge. Oh, they bowled out for 192, I believe they finished up. So it wasn't too bad. Uh, Georgia Vol at the top of the order with 40, but yeah, it looks like those two teams are going to be there at the end of, come the end of the season. Down okay. at the MCG. Yep. We've got the Shield action uh, yesterday. Unfortunately, New South Wales got smashed in their first games against the Vicks. So this is the return fixture. The Vicks declared yesterday, not, uh, earlier this morning, 9 for 313 after Jimmy Seymour, 105 as opener, and Nick Madison, which we mentioned off the top, 128. For the Blues with the ball, Liam Hatcher, 4 for 86, and Nathan Lyon, 3 for 63. So... We are on a lunch on day two there at that match and in return. At the moment, the Blues are none for 38. So hopefully the Blues can dig their way out of it. Yeah, well done to James Seymour from the Vicks maiden, test, uh, maiden uh, first class century. Yeah, did you see there was a bit of a write-up that was floated about on social media last night. Spent, consecutive, consecutive, sorry, spent seven consecutive off-seasons playing in the Northern Territory. Played great cricket yeah, in right. Victoria, Tasmania and New South Wales. Previously employed as a private cricket coach at a water park, at a casino, and an Uber Eats driver. <laughs> However, always put cricket first. Got, got his opportunity last season in a one-off appearance of the Victorian Premier Cricket Eleven against the Victorian yep. State squad, scoring a century, allowing him to then be a part of the Vic side. So uh, that's, that's outstanding. That's a bloke who's done everything he can 
to get into into a first class team when he's in Victoria, and that's amazing, mate. Lots of sacrifices there. Uh, well, it just shows perseverance sometimes, Jace. It does actually pay off. Uh, over mm. in England earlier this morning, Southampton won over Aston Villa. Zip. Now there's a big mm. clash on tonight, and I'm, I haven't asked for you for your football team, but it's the Manchester derby. I'm a United supporter, Ooh. but I'm not, I'm actually not big on uh, the Premier League. I'm a Sunderland really? till I die supporter oh, now. Well, you After loved... watching the Doco, I, I'm not a I'm not a big football fan at all. Yeah, well, uh, but I follow Sunderland now. Th- that TV series was amazing. Oh, how good was it? Oh, oh Gibbo, best Doco I've seen about a sports team. Yeah, I would have to agree. I enjoyed that a little bit more than the Last Dance. I, I just. Yep. I, the thing I loved about that and what I love that football does in England is you can see how much it means to the fans. Absolutely. And and we saw a little bit of that in Tales of the Tiger Town, but it's a whole other level over there. And, and it was, you know, you, you, your heart aches when people are getting laid off or they're losing, but Sunderland are looking good, though. I'm, I'm assuming you would have followed a bit of their season this year. Yeah, they're going really well. They're top two at the moment, aren't they? So, they're, mate, they're climbing. Yeah. Yeah, well, they can't go much further down. A new owner has paid an astronomical. So they've got new owners from the owners that were in the doco. Yep. And, and he's a he's a a squillionaire, son of a multi billionaire, and right. all that sort of stuff. So he's bought the club outright. But it was really interesting. Like people would spend their hard earned money, even though they didn't have much, to make sure they had their membership to that club. Oh. And you're right; it means so much to the local community, and that's why. I, I do love the tribalism of the of English football. It is all about that. I would. I just imagine though, because you know Newcastle and Southampton, Sunderland are very heavy rivals. Yeah. What are Southampton fans thinking? Like they've just been bought out by one of the richest blokes in the world, and they they're yeah. going straight to the top. It must be a bit of a bittersweet <laughs> feeling, but yeah. I'm assuming after watching that, you don't make any money unless you're in the Premier League. Yeah. There's no there's no money to be made. Absolutely. All right, what else is going on? So, mate, we just had the doyen of basketball, Brooksy, there. So, <laughs> I, look, I, I won't do as good a job as him, but there's a few results that have come in. The Spurs have won, the Brooklyn Nets, the Wizards, the Cavaliers, and the Knicks have all won. We've got a game at the moment, New Orleans 24 going down to the Golden State Warriors 26. So that's two minutes to go in the first quarter. So there's plenty of NBA left in the day if you want to jump on ESPN, but you may as well stick here listening to us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we're only here for about another 25 minutes because we've got all the coverage of uh, the McKinnon Stakes from 2 o'clock here on 1170 SCN. We're going to go to a break. Thanks for that, Gibbo. Uh, nice update there. Uh, when we come back, the former legend, he tears up Twitter all the time. He has some very interesting and funny opinions on the world of rugby league. He joins us next here on Sports Central. This is Sports Central on SEN. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, you got Jason Matthews here this afternoon and uh, McKinnon Stakes Day coverage after 2 o'clock here on 1170 SEN. Got a text here from Paramat. Uh, well, <laughs> a better than the Ted Lasso doco? <laughs> Talking about Sunderland till I die there, Gibbo. Thank you, Paramat, for that. Hey, Gibbo, are we in, um, we in delay? Yeah, I think we are, mate. I've got All my right. finger hovering right over for our next guest. Well, don't, don't, don't not concentrate. The former legend himself joining us now on Sports Central. G'day, former. Jason Matthews, how are you, mate? It's a long time, probably, uh, well, it was a few weeks before the end of the season since we last spoke. <laughs> I know, I know, mate. 
How you been? Well, you don't normally you don't normally do a lot in the off season, so I feel privileged. I do a lot of betting, and at the moment, I'm doing a lot of losing. Um, oh, yeah, well, the club. Well, uh, since we last spoke, I mean, Penrith won the trophy, mate, and um, then they spent the next few days treating that trophy like it was a pokey at Panthers that wouldn't give you the free spins, kicking it around <laughs> the country. I mean, I boys, um, I and your your men your men lost the grand final, Jason. I mean. What a terrible, uh, terrible night that must have been for you. And then they said goodbye to Benji and Wayne and Adam Reynolds. I mean, it's always tough for a club to lose a combined 290 years of experience in one go. But uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, true, true, mate. It I was, mean, it was horrible. You lost those three blokes, but in good news for pensioners, it'll be easy to get a car park at Redfin this year. So <laughs> with those three gone. Um, Billy Slater, mate, has uh, named Josh Hannay to join him in the coaching staff of the Maroons. Um, there's also news uh, yesterday, mate, that uh, Melbourne Eagle will be part of the staff, which is all we know, what we know is that's code for Michael Hagan will be there and he'll uh, take over from the squad. So that's good news for, <laughs> for Billy. Yeah, what will Mal do? Is he just a consultant? Cheerleader. I don't know, mate. Put the witches hats <laughs> out like he did for Michael. I don't know. Um <laughs> Mate, we had the Raiders. They've signed Adam Elliott. Now, I've, I've gone over this joke a couple of times, mate, so uh, put the finger right on the button here. I mean, good luck to the first bloke this year who holds a team barbecue and invites Adam over. If you are that bloke, obviously, can I make a suggestion? Don't go to bed early. All right. Um, <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next. <laughs> Well, we've got Nelson the Sofa Solomona, mate, who's become the first player to publicly declare he's against getting the vaccine. Now, my understanding is not so much his reluctance, but being six foot seven and 140 kilos, it's finding a big enough dose to get inside him. So apparently they're making a needle from a two litre Pepsi <laughs> bottle and a nine inch nail for the big fella. So, isn't that a trunk? Sure a, 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 a whole a elephant trunk. Oh, mate, he is a big man. I'll tell you what, you get is. sick of him running at you all afternoon. Um, over in my way, we've got rumours that Luke Brooks heading to Newcastle to fill the Mitchell Pierce void. It's a bit of a coincidence, Jace, that the week that West Australian police found little Chloe, the Tigers might lose the bloke that went missing for most of 2021. So, um, again, <laughs> so, just coincidence. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming then you won't be disappointed that uh, Brooksy will be going to the Knights. I think uh, Luke, for the best part of his, uh, for the best of his career. Um, he probably needs a new um, uh, new surroundings, and Lord knows our our forwards need new surroundings. Uh, yeah, no, we won't. I think Luke needs to go, mate. Um, what else has happened? Well, the Eels have named Mary McGregor and Mick Ennis yesterday's assistant coaches. That's forced the Eels fans into starting to delete thousands of tweets and Facebook posts from the last five or six years. Um, <laughs> What about the Dolphins, mate? They've, they've been named as the next NRL team and um, yeah. they've oddly decided to play in Arsenal soccer shirts from what I've seen. What's oh, the story mate. there? What's, what's the red and white got to do with oh, I don't know. They're no good, are they? Oh, mate. I don't know what's going on there. It, it's it, And here's the they have still haven't got a signing yet. I don't What's going on? And not, not using well, the name Redcliffe. Oh, no. Craziness. Well, I'm glad you talked about signings. Now, there's suggestions that our Lord and Saviour, Peter Volandis, would like there to be an end-of-season draft. And it's got me thinking, so let's play a game, Jace. You're the new manager of the Dolphins. Obviously, you have to take a pay cut for that deal from what you're on at the moment. <laughs> yeah, um, 
and let's just say I'm the newly appointed manager of the West Tigers and we're going to do a bit of a draft. I'm going to run through some names here, mate. You tell me whether you would like them at your new Dolphins club and I'll tell you whether I'll have them at the Tigers. Well, from the Broncos, Jermaine Asako, do we want him? Uh, no. David Mead? Oh, no, is he, isn't he, is he still going around? He's still going around, which puts him right in line for the Tigers. Um, <laughs> Corey Oates? Uh, no. What about you? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, no. If I'm looking for a second role that can play wing. Um, <laughs> Adam Elliott? Uh, no. Oh, you reckon he's already signed? <laughs> well, he's only he's got saying... one year at the Raiders, and then he'll be up again. So, I mean, I who him. knows what happens this year? You'll have him, I take him. I'm in a heartbeat. He's an outstanding right. player. Again, I just, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take my girlfriends to the club. That's all. <laughs> Josh, Josh Hodgson. Would you have Josh Hodgson? Yes. Would you? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. With in a heartbeat. Corey Horsbrah from the Raiders. Oh, mate. Yes, I would. Although he might, I, I, he might, he might suffer in the heat. Because he, 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 can't, he, can't, he can't be exposed to the sun. Well, if it's anything like any other Brisbane side up there, they'll only be playing on Friday night, so he'll probably be fine. Good point. Um, let's go to the Sharks. Andrew Fafita. Oh, geez, that's a Don't tough one. Jeez, uh, no, I wouldn't take him, no. I'll, I'll pass myself. Wade Graham? Yes, I'd take him. Yeah. You I'll can't have, have him. Too. I mean, I'm a He's massive fan of Wade Graham. What about Matt Moylan, mate? No. No, I'll, I'll pass as well. Your <laughs> man, Jared Wallace, SEN's very own. He's up for uh, negotiations ja- for 2022. Yeah, Jay. Well, I-, I can ask him next week, actually. I'm doing a show with him next week. I... Oh, God. Oh, oh, yes. Just a little bit of experience. I, I take my tip my hat to Jay Wall's... Uh, player manager to be coming off contract as the new club enters the competition. That was very smart. What about, oh, no. uh, from Manly? What about Manly, Kieran Foran? No. Mm, no, me neither. Uh, Marty Tapao? Marty Tapao. That's, yeah, I would. I would, actually. Mm. Yeah, I think I would, too. At a price, obviously. Um, yeah. The Storm, Storm have got a lot coming off contract, mate, and we know that they don't lose that they, many that they want to keep, but let's go through three of their biggest names. Jesse <laughs> Bromwich? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I'll take Jesse. Uh, Brandon Smith, obviously, the biggest name on the market for that year. I would, but I think he's going to the Titans in 2023. But, yeah, I would. If he's, if he's available, I'll take him, yes. And I know the next one you're going to ask. Do you and, or not? Christian Christian Welsh oh, first. Oh, no. I thought you were going to ask me about Cam Munster. Ah, Christian Welsh, yes, definitely. And can I say I'd take Munster as a play? A play if I was a player, I'd have Munster as management. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he'd be a lot of fun, wouldn't he? If as a as a teammate, he'd be a hell of a lot of fun. You'd probably put an extra media officer on if uh, Cameron <laughs> was to come to your side. Uh, over the ditch, Chanel Harris Tavita's up for grabs. Yeah. Nah. No. No. Cody Nicarima. No. No, I'll pass on both those. Ashley Taylor, uh, no. Uh, no, no. Cowboys, got one big name. Jordan McLean's up. Uh, yes, I would. 
at a price, but otherwise he's been pretty disappointing since he left the uh, Storm. Down yeah, the but Eels, they got basically, yeah. basically the yeah. Eels got half the club coming up. Um, we got I'll the, pass. the fire. I'm passing on all the mate. I'm passing on all the eels, mate. Thank you. Next, uh, actually, we've got to go to a break in a sec. I'm pa- definitely no eels for me, mate. All right, I'll just run through a quick one there. There's one bloke from down your way from the bunnies. One of my more regular used terms in Google, the milf, uh, Anthony Milford. Would you have him? No, I wouldn't even have him at South. There you go. <laughs> Former legend. I've got to go, mate. Love your You've work. Got your- you live again. I love, I, love, I love your work, mate. Former underscore legend on Twitter. Follow him. He's carving it up all the time. Thanks for your time on Sports Central, matey. Thanks, boys. Talk to you later. See ya. We better get to a break. We'll wrap up the show next here on 1170 SEN. This is Sports Central on SEN. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, Jason Matthews here this afternoon. Gibbo on the buttons. Thanks for your help again, as always. Gibbo, we've got uh, McKinnon Stakes Day coverage coming your way after 2 o'clock this hour here on SEN. I had another text to read out from the Big G. Um, yeah, yeah, here about we go. the Panthers and Tyrone May. Yeah, what? what? Oh, did you want... So, yeah, it's, you know, it's a touchy subject, this Penrith Panthers matter, but Big G's had his say. Uh, I'll put it out there. I'm a Panthers supporter and don't support Tyrone May. Didn't think he should have been there anyway. But just so Nathan Cleary's comments on Facebook, what's the difference in him coming out now in support or a journalist bringing it up in a couple of weeks' time when he fronts the media? We don't want our sportsmen to be robots, but then we shoot them down when they have an opinion different to the rest of society. Things only get more legs because media keep it there. Cheers to Big G. Yeah, good thoughts. Yeah, yeah no. it's yeah, no, fair enough, Big G. That's not a bad comment at all. It's just I just find it weird, though, that he's the son of the coach and yeah. he's a leader at the club and... I don't know. Maybe a bit too soon. I don't know. I don't know what's right or wrong in that, but it's just a, but a little bit un, uh, unusual. Rightio, mate. What are you looking forward to this weekend, Gibbo? Mate, I'm, I don't mind the UFC. I really enjoy the UFC. The UFC's on tomorrow. There's a really well, good yeah, card. I don't follow it, mate. Uh, so uh, educate me. What, well, who, who's fighting? So Kamara Usman's fighting Covington, Colby Covington, tomorrow, and it's for their title belt in one of the lower weight divisions. But, mate... What's good about the UFC is generally the best guys are always fighting. In boxing, sometimes we've seen AJ and Tyson Fury doing this dance, not fighting each other for a few years. But in UFC, they just get it on. And so tomorrow is one of the better cards of the year. So I'm really looking forward to that. But mate, so no, no, no TikTokers uh, fighting UFC. No TikTokers. (laughs) No Josh Alawai and Paul Gallen. But there is a good, there is a good fight on tomorrow as well. Hang on. In the boxing. Who, who's fighting uh, Gallon? I say Ole. There you, you go. What about you, Jace? What are you looking forward mate, to, mate? Uh, T20 tonight, Windies versus the Aussies. Get the job done, Australia. Make it through the semifinals. Do not rely on England beating South Africa in the later game uh, tonight. Wallabies, Monday morning, uh, about 1.15, that game's on. Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, Monday morning as well. And the Savo, I'm taking my twin daughters, who are 14, they want to go and see Eternals, the new Marvel movie. Right. Happy days. Then, mate, mate, what I've done is I've teed up to go to the Bavarian afterwards, have a pork knuckle and 16 gallons. Oh, mate. Of, you know what, after that. Drink responsibly, gamble responsibly. Have a great weekend, Gibbo. Thank you again for, for your time. Thanks for listening. This has been Sports Central on 1170 SCN. All the action of McKinnon Stakes Day, live from Flemington, on the way next on SCN. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. 
Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.